Hi, you're listening to the Stories of Change podcast, where I speak to the people who've inspired my debut album, Why Don't We Give It a Try. My name is Rose Meyer, and I aim to use my music to shine a light on societal topics. For this album, I spoke to eight different changemakers, and I wrote songs inspired by the conversations that we've had. I'm here today with Julia Jouwe. Hi. Hi. <laughs> An activist for uh, Free West Papua and co-founder of the Young Papua Collective. And um, we spoke, I think, about a year ago. Um, and that conversation led to the song In My Name, uh, which was released on June 18th, 2021. Mm-hmm. And today we're going to chat a bit about the background and Yulia's story and um, the importance of the Free West Papua movement. Yes, so, let's do it. Yes, thank, thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Of course. Um, yeah, I had um, a lot of fun at our first talk and um, yeah, I've been thinking a lot about it ever since and uh, it's just been a big inspiration. So um, I'm happy to share it with more people. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. I'm excited too. Yeah, thank you. So, um, yeah, I think we should start at the basics because um, unfortunately, I think there are quite some people who either know just a little bit about the sub- subject or know nothing at all. Yeah. So maybe you can start by um, <clears throat> telling us a bit about West Papua and what is going on there. I know it's a lot, but <laughs> <laughs> we can Wrap start it somewhere. Up a little, yeah. <laughs> Uh, West Papua 101. Okay, West Papua is the name um, we use to refer to the western half of the island New Guinea, Mm -hmm. which after Greenland is the second largest island in the world. Um, So the western half half is West Papua. Mm -hmm. um, And we use that name because we want it to be an independent country, but right now it's being occupied by Indonesia. And before that, it was occupied or colonized by uh, the Dutch. uh, And they used to call it uh, Dutch New Guinea. Um, And they were actually preparing West Papua to become independent, like a lot of other countries did at that time, like African countries. They all got independent, Indonesia themselves. Mm. Um, So it only made sense for West Papua to also um, become independent. But then Indonesia stepped in Mm. because West Papua is very rich in natural resources. And um, yeah, Indonesia is today still mining our gold mine and uh, chopping the the forest down basically. Um, Yeah, to to get rich off of our backs. And uh, meanwhile, uh, there's a huge military presence uh, on the island Mm. and uh, the people are being oppressed um, peaceful demonstrators are being killed, innocent families, um, they have to leave their homes. And uh, that's basically what's going on. We want to yeah. be independent, but Indonesia is still occupying the region and um, sending military there, uh, sometimes even blocking the internet to prevent the world from knowing what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's so shocking to me that... Um, we hear so little about this, especially in the Netherlands, with our relation to Indonesia as a colony. Um, and I was quite surprised. I think I learned about this, um, yeah, the end of high school, uh, because of your family, basically. And otherwise, um, I wouldn't know about it. And we've never heard anything about it in like history class. Right? Or it's yeah, crazy. It's really insane. And we share such a big part of history. Together. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we're a big part of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. 
Yeah, and um, I remember that uh, the, a big part of our conversation was about your grandfather and um, his role in West Papua and especially also in influencing you in taking on this role um, in society and the movement. Mm -hmm. So could you tell us a bit about um, who he was and how he influenced you to become so vocal about this topic? Yes. Um, so my grandfather was born in West Papua in Jayapura. Uh, back then it was called Hollandia after mm. Holland. <laughs> Very typical colonizers. Um, yeah. <laughs> so he was uh, born there. Then he went to school and uh, the Dutch saw that he was quite uh, bright mm. and smart. And they thought, okay, we'll put you in a school to become uh, part of the New Guinea Council. And um, yeah, that was his part in history. So uh, the New Guinea Council was kind of um uh, in order to prepare for independence they were like the government in in yeah they were preparing to become the government mm -hmm. uh, he was the vice president together with Marcus Cachepo and of course the president was a white dutch man course, yes <laughs> <laughs> um so that's what he did but uh, eventually it didn't come through mm. the independence um And he also designed the flag, by the way, the Morning Star. Yes, that uh, is so cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Uh, and then when the plans fell through, um, he had to flee to the Netherlands mm. um, to yeah, live here in exile. He was no longer um, welcome. So that's when my father also moved to the Netherlands because he was born in West Papua as well. Um, but he always kept on fighting for uh, an independent West Papua. He, he went all over the world. He um, was searching for solidarity from African countries like uh, Ghana, which he also got. He went to New York, um, not to West Papua, Indonesia, of course. But he really kept trying and fighting. And that's all, yeah, what's so inspiring to me, just kept going with uh, among Uh, with an, a lot of other people who also were living in exile. Mm. Um, and in 2010, I believe, he moved back because the Indonesian government was uh, asking him to come back and help them um, yeah, to start the dialogue. That's what they said, uh, to start the dialogue between Indonesians and West Papuans. So that's um, 11 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. He went back and he was already very old in his 80s i think um and that was a big change uh, there were two documentaries made also um and yeah he also died there not in west papa but in jakarta yeah. but he was buried in uh, yeah the place where he was born in uh, uh, former hollandia and now jayapura and me and my brother and my aunt and uh, her husband we went to Yeah, to go say goodbye. Mm -hmm. And we went to the funeral. Uh, and that was so special because that was the first moment that I really realized uh, who my grandfather was and yeah. what he had accomplished and uh, how many uh, souls he had touched because the funeral was so big and there were a lot of rituals and uh, different tribes uh, coming to pay tribute to him and It was just so special and to yeah see that all happening in front of me um, was something else than I was used to because I was used to the Dutch 
narrative about West Papa, which is uh, that they're primitive mm-hmm. or, you know, very stereotyping. And and that's if they talk about West Papa, because <laughs> yeah, a lot of they times do. yeah. they don't even mention it. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that was an eye opener for me. And I decided to uh, read up about it and uh, really dive into my family history because I wanted to know everything about it and yeah, that's when it kind of started rolling. And once you get into it, you you can't go back because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like you you can't look away. And mm-hmm. it's just so shocking to me that the Netherlands has been looking away for so long. Mm. And the moment that I realized, you know, really realized, um, I couldn't look away anymore. And I just had to, uh, yeah, follow that desire to to want to uh, contribute as well. Yeah. That's beautiful. Thanks. Yeah, yeah I, I um, actually recognize that because I spoke to eight people for this album, but um, I've also met a lot of people in my life who I think are change makers. Um, and I think literally everyone has had this one moment, like this life changing moment where they... <laughs> Epiphany. Yeah, yeah. They <laughs> suddenly realize like, okay, the world is a lot bigger than I used to think. And I feel this spark that I want to fight for this cause. And yeah. Like I had it in the refugee camp in 2016 and yeah. you had that moment. And um, yeah, thank you for sharing that with yeah, us. Yeah, <laughs> and it's so crazy how at first you're like not even seeing it. Yeah, yeah you don't. Yeah, And then after that moment, you're like, there's no way back. No, you can't. Yeah. Like there's no way back. Nope. No, I feel the same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually think like you probably have that with one topic, but once you've seen that, I think it's easier to understand that yeah. there are a lot of topics that exactly need to be seen. It's like, yeah, for me as well, it's like a gateway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So, um, but then, uh, as a child, did you not, did you know like who your grandfather was or did you know about the history or did that just happen later? Like in your well, teenage years? Of, of course he, my grandfather, um, he told me about it all the time. It, yeah. <laughs> it's all he would talk about. <laughs> um so in that way yeah I always knew yeah but I guess um it never really resonated with me because I was living in a in a wide Dutch world and uh trying to fit in and um really focusing on that and not really on uh what sets me apart Mm. and right now I'm I'm so happy that I can embrace who I am um but yeah it wasn't always like that yeah yeah and now because of the Young Papua Collective, I think you're also and the movement. You're you're part of this community. Yeah, 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 definitely. That. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, so I saw your speech. I think it was this week at a protest or last. Yes, week. it was Tuesday. Tuesday at a, a Free West Papua um, a protest organized by Extinction Rebellion. Yes, yes, that's right. That is right. Well, I I was really touched by um, <laughs> you spoke about the link between. Um, well, West Papua, but also I think other native perspectives and how they can be a big link in the fight against climate change. Um, and to me, that was quite a new perspective, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always really admire the intersectional approach because I do think that all these um, subjects are linked to each other in a way yes all Um, forms of oppression are linked exactly so could you tell us a bit more about that because i i was really um, interested about the information you of course um well so as um the the free west papa movement we want to um create solidarity with our story Mm -hmm. and west papa is being oppressed on so many levels 
um, there's racism because West Papuans were, were not Asian, we're from Melanesian, mm-hmm. and that stands for uh, black skin, mm-hmm. from the color of the skin of the inhabitants. Um, so yeah, that's one thing. And then also we have uh, our natural resources, which are being exploited. Uh, so there's actually genocide, or they call it a slow genocide going on. There's ecocide, so they're, you know, they're actually killing the nature, which is ours, but they're just taking it and then, um, yeah, effing it up uh, to make money. Mm-hmm. Uh, so our perspective in the climate debate is that we should protect indigenous people because they make up 5% of the world population mm-hmm. and uh, they take care of 80% of all biodiversity worldwide. Yeah, that is that's yeah, insane. That, that's right? in. That is insane. That, that's in. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's just because uh, in our culture, we, we don't, uh, we just take what we need and mm. then we give back what's, what's left. And we always try to give back so that nature can keep doing his thing. Yeah. You know, and keep growing and keep existing. Um, we we coexist with nature. That's what we do, and that's kind of the philosophy that um, <laughs> I think Western countries could learn a lot from. Yes, definitely. And um, yeah, because it's all linked to colonialism and capitalism because they want to make money mm-hmm. and they're used to oppressing West Papuan people. So yeah, at our cost at the expense of the Papuans. Um, yeah, Indonesia can get rich and other co- um, countries also like America uh, is mining in West Papua and big companies like Shell, BP, mm-hmm. Unilever, they're all uh, profiting of it. Yeah, And we, we need to protect the indigenous people because they will protect the nature and we can yeah. learn so much from them. They, they have all the wisdom we mm-hmm. need. Um, so it's really a shame uh, that West Papua is being oppressed. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah. it's very linked to, I, I, I don't think I've ever told you about the other song, but I've uh, interviewed a, a climate activist from Uganda and he, wow. uh, yeah, it was really special. Like uh, it was just a FaceTime call and he was literally in Uganda and he gives his life to protect the trees and the forest there. Wow. Um, but the, the thing he said, the main message was like, we need to find a way to connect uh, humans back to nature. Mm-hmm. And I think that is, um, yeah, the core that is missing at the moment, which yeah. you can find, uh, for example, in West Papua. So yes, it's a great example. That's what we've been saying. Like, you need to listen to indigenous people. You need to uh, give them their autonomy. You know, yeah. they, they have to have a voice. I mean, they have a voice, but it's not being heard. Yeah. And uh, these are the people that should be uh, negotiating with governments about, you know, uh, policy for how to uh, handle this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, moving on to the song. Yes. I wanted to discuss it for a little bit. Yes. So for me, it was a totally new experiment. And uh, you were actually, I think, the first person I spoke to. Um, So at that time, I had this image in mind, like, I want to speak to people and who are fighting for a cause and try to see if I can capture their story in a song. Um, But that was as abstract as it sounds. Um, So after I spoke to you, I listened back to the conversation and I basically wrote down every sentence that I thought was, yeah, adding up to the core of what you said. Um, And yeah, I just started to 
experiment with sounds and see like what to me fit well with the mood. Mm -hmm. And I remember, I think I sent you the lyric first asking like, is this capturing it or not? Yeah, Very yeah. terrified of what you were going <laughs> to say. And what, once you said like, yes, this captures it perfectly. I started to write the music and I think mm -hmm. I sent it like a couple of months later. But um, I was going to ask like, how was it for you to hear um, your story in a song? And um, something that I'm very interested in is, do you think that music or maybe broader like art can play a role in activism in a way? Uh, I definitely think so, but we'll get into that after um, <laughs> my first impression. I was so, I felt very grateful and humbled uh, to indeed hear my story through a song. So that was very special. And I was, I didn't expect anything, of course, but I was so overwhelmed and positively surprised by um, how you captured it so well in mm. words. Uh, so that was like, oh my God, I, I feel very seen. Um, so that was a nice experience. And um, I, I'm so happy because I think music is a great, perfect way to um, perform activism. Mm. Definitely. I think it's the, the language we all speak, right? Yeah, that's definitely. what they say. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm honored and... Well, it, it I'm very grateful <laughs> that you want to do this with me. So of yeah. course. Yeah. Um, Yeah, this is what we need. We need to be creative about telling our story. And we have been telling our story um, for so long. For so long. Yeah. And we we need to keep reinventing the story in order to yeah. keep people, you know, uh, close to us and to uh, bring new people into the movement. So, of course, this is a very great way. And I'm so happy about how it turned out. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. well, me too. I, I, I totally agree. So that's... Um, Uh, yeah, why I wanted to experiment with this. Mm -hmm. And I think to me, um, because it has been going on for such a long time, like I, I can't imagine what it's like that your grandfather left with the idea of coming back once uh, uh, Papua was free mm -hmm. and it didn't happen. Yeah. Like it still hasn't happened. So I think to me, what I find the most difficult dealing with, I don't know, life on this weird planet is just that I can feel so overwhelmed with everything that's going on and everything that is mm -hmm. um, wrong in the world yeah. and that I'd like to see differently. So how do you cope with that? Because you've been battling for this also for a while, but I mean, you're following your grandfather's steps. Like, um, how do you not lose yourself in like despondency and still just keep going? Um, I think it's because you... Once you like have a goal or you have that epiphany um, and you set your mind to it, it's just like that feeling you can go back and you, I just fully committed to this struggle. And by fully committing, it also means uh, committing to it being a very hard and long way. So it's mm -hmm. like, I feel like it's part of the deal um, <laughs> and we're kind of used to it. Yeah. Um, but... I, I'm actually very positive because we have social media now. Yeah. And for us, it's been very great to have yeah. social media in the movement. You um, can't look away. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, we ha we're kind of forcing them to <laughs> look our way because yeah. we're right here. Um, I don't know. It, it hasn't uh, gotten me down yet. Um, great. But I'm still <laughs> That's kind good of, to hear. <laughs> yeah, thank you. It's, I'm still very young as well, yeah. you know. Um, 
So I don't know, but I, right now I'm coping um, just fine. And um, yeah, we're, we're a, a family, you know, in the yeah. community. So we, we have each other's back and we all know it's hard and we just make sure we're all okay still. Yeah. And um, I think self-care is also a big part of this. Mm-hmm. Um, as a freedom fighter, you know, you have to be, you have to take care of yourself mentally, physically, um, socially. You need to, you know, keep that on, on lock, <laughs> yeah. you know, because it is a long way. And if you're committed to that, you just, yeah, uh, have to do a lot of self-care as well. Yeah, because I, I think, think yeah. yeah, sorry, you go. The, oh, the, the only thing I bump into is that I don't have enough time for self-care, but that's just a yeah. practical issue. <laughs> yeah, because I think that's a difficult thing. Like, um, it is never enough that you can yeah. always do more. And I do think, um, I also see that you share like self-care for activists and those kind of things. And it, I think it is really important because like, you're not gonna reach anything if you're going to burn out and then you're out of it for a year, you yeah. know? So it is very important. Um, and well, Thank you so much. I wanted to end with the big question, like um, for me, but also for people who are listening. Um, what could we do to get involved? Uh, yeah, what can we do to support the movement? Thank you for that question. Um, I think what everybody could do if you you are online on social media, um, follow Free West Papa campaign. Um, there's also a website, freewestpapa.com. Uh, or you could Google it and just um, stay up to date, you know, really follow the story as it develops because there are uh, developments ongoing, Mm -hmm. uh, new military sent in or uh, internet blockage, you know, just um, that really helps us. And uh, then if you are up to date, please share our story with (laughs) like everybody you know. Yeah. So that's the important part because uh, the story for itself is clear you know we Mm -hmm. the right is on our side um i feel like so we just need to tell it we just need people to hear it or to see it that's all and that's um a way that everybody could contribute in i think yeah well yeah thank you so much and um i think you're doing a great job with spreading awareness so um i hope a lot of people will hear the story and especially i hope that things will change I hope so too. Thank you so much for this platform. Yeah, well, thank you. (laughs) My pleasure.